Hello guys and welcome or welcome back to Haiki Adulting aka the not so serious guide as to how to live your best life no matter who you are. How are you guys doing? Today is Tuesday for you guys. Currently for me it's Monday. A little late from when I typically record the podcast but I just got off the phone with Corey and we just recorded this wonderful episode for you guys. Corey is a fellow actor and YouTuber and a lovely friend of mine that I wanted to invite on this podcast because a lot of you guys have questions about the entertainment industry, acting, how to get into acting, what you need for acting, all that kind of stuff. And we really just dive into a ton of stuff. But before we get into that, I want to give you guys just kind of the update of the week. I kind of want to stop doing the whole highs and lows thing because I feel like now it's just kind of like an update. Like I just want to just go ahead and say what's going on, how everything is going as opposed to finding something that was good and something that was bad, you know, because I usually also can't find anything as of recently that has been like awful, you know, but I think just giving a whole update of the actual week will be more beneficial beneficial. Yes, update. I just got back from LA past this past Friday and it was such a wonderful trip. I really enjoyed it so much. I just uploaded an LA morning routine that was actually sponsored by Curology. So if you guys want to go ahead and check that out, definitely do that. It was just such a fun video. And I also have a full LA vlog that will be coming out towards the end of this week. Be prepared for that. You guys are going to love that content. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to just go. It was really easy to honestly stay socially distant, even though I saw some of my YouTube friends. We all stayed socially distant, had lunch, had coffee, did whatever we did. And it was just so nice. And I really do see myself living over there potentially in the next couple of months, depending on what work job I get as well. Like you guys know the whole spiel. I talk about it all the time, but it was so wonderful. And I'm so glad to be back home. Um, it was just a really nice sense of a perspective shift, you know? So it gave me some time to really just, you know, love life. While I was there, I just felt so free. I don't know what it is, but I even was just seeing, I don't know if you guys believe in like angel numbers and like signs and things but oh my gosh guys i was seeing like 11 11 all the time like 111 all the time 222 all the time 444 and like 555 my entire trip it was crazy so just so many things felt aligned and even today and like afterwards everything's been just carrying on and bleeding into this week so it's just been so wonderful to see how you know things are starting to align and feel better and just that I'm on the right track so it's been really reassuring so let me know if you guys have had experience with just angel numbers and stuff like that I find it so interesting that you know, signs can be like delivered to you through the universe. I don't know. Yeah. With that being said, it was really, again, just a wonderful trip. So stay looking out for the YouTube video that will come out about the vlog. And yeah, that was kind of the update. And now for the quote of the week, which I found via Medium article. You guys know how obsessed I have been with just Medium articles and reading and Again, such a good habit that I picked up. So I highly suggest like getting Medium, downloading Medium. If you guys are just kind of done with social media, want to find a different way to consume content. Um, I've made it like an actual habit. Like I physically think in the morning before tapping Instagram to just check Medium as opposed to checking Instagram. And it's been working. It's been like a substitute. So I've been going into Medium again, reading articles. This quote is very inspiring and it's not even a quote. It's like a paragraph that I wanted to read that I found. It says, did you know that you being alive is a fucking miracle? The odds of you being born are about one in 400 trillion, so it's actually close to zero. You are a miracle. Our entire universe is a miracle and nothing here is a coincidence. You deserve greatness and love just like anyone who's surrounding you, and you alone have the power to create a life that you genuinely love and enjoy. Will it be easy? Nope. 
Will it be worth it? You bet. So get out there, act like the miracle you are, and start manifesting a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I didn't screenshot the author, shoot, but it was such a wonderful little article. It was about law of attraction, manifestation, all that kind of stuff. I still have yet to do an episode on law of attraction, so let me know if you guys want a solo episode on law of attraction because that's something that I can talk about solo. I don't need someone to co-host me with that because I'll just go ahead and go on a million tangents. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed that little paragraph. It was great. What a great time. And last but not least, feel free to rate and review the podcast and apple podcast guys i feel like getting reviews on a podcast is like pulling teeth like i will get comments on instagram posts and youtube videos all day but the reviews are slow like it takes time i get it it takes time to write a review but i promise you guys that it helps the podcast so much so if you guys are feeling so compelled to do so please write a review i want to hit 100 reviews like i feel like that would be so cool but i i already realized that like even 60 reviews that i have is so much so many podcasts just do not get reviews so i completely get it i i, I just need a review to read at this point you know like not even for the ratings but just to read so that it seems like people are listening which there are like i see my podcast like views and i'm just like or listens and I'm like oh my gosh are, are all these people seriously like not like just reviewing it so it's really funny like even Katie's episode did so well like over a thousand listens you know and I was like oh my gosh I was like no one reviewed the podcast so yes again if you guys are enjoying it review it'd be great and that's it I hope you guys are having a great day take care and I will see you guys no I always say that I will talk to you guys in next week's episode bye Okay, guys, so this week I have a wonderful YouTube friend. Her name is Corey Estrella. That's not really how you pronounce it, but it's super fancy. Estrella, like a star, very, very pretty. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. I literally was like, I need an actor on this podcast. I feel like people want to know what goes on with the industry, kind of how to break into it. And I was like, I know the perfect gal to bring on. So I'm so glad to have you today. So tell me a bit about yourself and the work that you do. So hi, my name is Corey. I'm 18 years old. I'm currently a college student. I just graduated this past year. And I'm also trying to pursue a career in acting as well as I have a YouTube channel. So Yes, you do. She has a wonderful YouTube channel and on there she gives acting advice, all that kind of stuff. Super fun and things that I also do on my channel. But yeah, I remember you like reaching out to me a long, long time ago and you were like, oh, like, let's do a video. And at the time I was super, super busy and I like was just not like able to do it at all. But it was really cool because you live like close to LA. I lived in New York City at the time and we both pursue acting. So that's a really weird like career or like I won't say weird. It's kind of like a harder slash not so talked about career that people pursue that I guess people just don't know about. So I guess this episode will be really interesting for everyone just kind of wondering what it's like. So what is it like being a college student right now and also pursuing acting, especially also during quarantine? It's been weird. <laughs> it's definitely been a struggle because I've been having to try to stay motivated to do my online schoolwork while also trying to stay motivated to constantly be looking for acting jobs to apply to and also just time management because I have really been swamped with schoolwork so having to balance that with also acting has been a little bit difficult but it's been manageable that's good that's really good yeah it's been hard I feel like this whole like quarantine time it's like when is things gonna go back open like when is this gonna start filming again so what did life look like before quarantine with acting while also in school like in high school Oh my gosh, before quarantine, I literally, like right before 
everything started shutting down, I had so many acting gigs like lined up for me and every single one of them got canceled. Yeah, I was going through a really good phase where I was really busy with work and auditions. And then that just completely stopped for maybe a few months. And then I was booking some projects during quarantine, um, but nothing like before, obviously. And balancing it with school was like a little bit easier because I had like a weird schooling schedule when I was in high school. Um, But once it switched online, it got harder because we got more work for some reason. I don't know how that works, but I think it's because they realized that everyone can just film stuff at home. Like even though like self tapes were a thing, I feel like it became even more common to just be like, oh, like instead of having so-and-so fly in from Atlanta and like I'm casting this thing in Los Angeles, like let me just have them film a tape. And I'm like, didn't we think about this before? Like, I I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I feel like as of recently, there have been just, there have been more projects slowly like coming back up. But now it's a matter of like, oh, which ones are like the ones that I actually want to invest my time into audition for and whatever. Because I mean, like you said, like you're in school right now. I'm just trying to do whatever I'm doing on my end. So it's like, okay, what's actually important? Like what's actually like realistically filming right now you know what I'm saying so I've heard from a lot of people that things are like filming like things are starting back things are already kind of in full swing now it's just a matter of like taking a million COVID tests on set and like whatever (laughs) has your experience right now been hard or have you been starting to get stuff like now that you think that you'll be working on soon it's starting to get easier I mean personally I could probably be applying myself more to finding jobs and stuff but I'm a part of a background extra Mm -hmm. casting site and they've been starting to post more like casting calls. So really? I'm excited because yeah, stuff is starting to open back up and they even pay you to get tested for COVID. Like that's a part of Wait, are you serious? You mm-hmm. Wait, what? Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so weird. I wow. think it's okay. like around $75 or something to get tested. That's so weird. Okay, mm-hmm. because that's what I'm saying. It's like you kind of, that's so weird though. Like I feel like why would they pay you? Because it's just kind of like a given that you kind of have to be healthy to be on set type thing, you know? But yeah. I guess that is kind of like an obligation of like, oh, like I need to get tested type thing. I was talking to this uh, about this with a friend and we were like, when is extra work going to like pick back up? Like when is this going to happen? Because sometimes you can have extra work with like 200 people on set and like that's so dangerous and you like you don't know where everyone has been you know all that kind of stuff so that's that's really interesting so yeah if you don't mind like can you disclose like which um which casting website it was yeah so it's a part of central casting i'm pretty oh, it's sure central casting. Okay. yeah i don't know if they're taking applications right now because of covid i think they're sticking with the people who they have but They'll probably start doing that soon because they're starting to post more casting calls for it. Got you. Yeah, got you, got you. I know I did um, Grant Wolfie's castings. Like, that's what I did while I was in New York City. I just, like, knew someone, and then they, like, asked me to be on stuff. But then, like, I'm just not even up there right now. So now it's just a matter of, like, okay, when is it, like, a smart time to move back to either, you know, L.A. or New York City and all that kind of stuff. So we shall see. But that's, that's, it's an interesting time. It really is. (laughs) Okay, so about just kind of getting into the industry. How did you start getting into the industry? I feel like that's a question that everyone always asks me, like, clockwork. And I'm like, okay, but my experience will differ from someone else's, yada, yada, yada. So how did you get into it? So I've been doing theater pretty much my whole life because I just love performing. That's just something I've always done. Um, I kind of started switching over to more film acting because I loved cameras and I loved being in front of them. So I joined an acting school. That's pretty much how it started. And every weekend they would have a different agency come down that anybody could audition for, like no matter your skill level or when you started. Um, Once I got an agent, that's kind of how I 
got into the industry, but the acting school definitely helped. It definitely helped with my confidence. I'm a lot more confident acting in front of others now than I was when I first started. And it definitely helped me like learn a lot about the business. So interesting. That's so good. I feel like I mean, I did the same thing. I grew up in theater, did theater for so long, and I only now recently switched to film and TV or, like, my interests recently switched over just because I feel like, I don't know, the Broadway scene isn't necessarily for me right now, and I was like, I don't really know if I want to do this right now, but film and TV also just seems like something that I could easily do, you know? So I was like, all right, let's, like, do a little flip over, but that's such a hard flip, especially if you don't live in New York City or L.A. I can see how that can be just difficult to get into this. So I have so many people asking me questions about how do I break into an industry if I'm from like a small town or like this and this and this. So what would you, what would be your advice for someone who's breaking into the industry now? What kind of tips do you have? Go for it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be a struggle and you're going to get lots of no's, which I'm sure you've heard about. Um, Honestly, if you hustle yourself, you can book your own work. That's what I've done for lots of projects I've worked on. Yeah, I just like constantly am checking like casting calls every single day, applying to myself or applying to whatever (laughs) I can that applies to myself. And yeah, I don't know. It's just you have to be motivated. I think that's like the main thing. And you have to be passionate enough to just be able to go for it and constantly be checking emails, sending your work in to agents and managers and whatever you need but I definitely think that you can still book work yourself without an agent if you're just starting out because I know it can be hard to get an agent when you don't have any prior work Mm -hmm. so yeah, this industry, I will say it time and time and again, this industry is more of a mindset thing than anything else. Because if you are like, just jumping off the bat, starting to apply yourself for stuff and like apply yourself, oh my god, apply, yeah, apply yourself for stuff. Oh my gosh, I like don't even know what to talk about. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so when you start applying yourself for, you know, different castings and stuff, I feel like it can become this thing where you're like, oh my gosh, like, this is so fun. Like, when am I going to get, you know, a response? Guess what, guys, sometimes you don't get a response. Sometimes you will get you go, you'll get left unread sometimes people will like call you back four thousand times and you still don't get the job so it's yeah it's really frustrating but at the end of the day you've got to realize that there is something for you like there is something there for you that's out there but you've just got to wait for the right time for it to be yours because you know whatever is yours is there and I am a firm believer of that you know and I think it's also really like important to understand your look what can you go for Corey and I look fairly young for our age like we can still play young because I mean we are young but we have that face that can also still play high school kid we can still you know so you kind of have to know what you fit for you kind of have to know what kind of things that you're good at what are your strengths are you good at improv comedy drama all that kind of stuff so if you're like just freshly new don't know a lick about acting what do you think someone should do research I mean there's so many free resources out there like YouTube that's why I make videos and I think that's why I get so many like DMs and questions because people really don't know where to find information Mm -hmm. Um, but YouTube is like a great place to find videos on how to get into the industry what's a headshot a resume because there's so much like (laughs) paperwork stuff that I didn't even know about like work permits when I was a minor oh my no idea what those were oh literally oh my gosh when I was on set I literally had to do the same thing I was like what is this I mean now I'm thankful that I know all of that like even just tax forms and just like whatever but I even had to go on set like by myself sometimes because like I was like I think for some like you can be 17 and still go on set but you still have to have like a work permit like you don't need an adult or anything but you still need you know like 
to fill out all this stuff and it was just kind of the worst like it was literally it really awful was. how it was really it for was. la how is it like there for that um well there's only one office that i really know of that you actually get like your work permit at um or you could do it online but i've always just gone in person um but when i first got the set i was like an extra for a project for abc and I had no idea what I was supposed to fill out. And I had to ask, like, the other parents of, like, their kids, like, yeah. what is this? Because no one told me and I knew nothing about it. And, yeah, I don't know. It was definitely a little bit complicated at first. But once you start just getting more projects, it gets easier. And obviously, mm-hmm. you keep learning every time you're on set. So it was definitely a struggle at first, though. Oh, no, like, agreed. I was on set, and I was like, what is going on? And, like, you just kind of don't know, like, where to stand. You don't know who to talk mm-hmm. to. You don't know which table to go to. And I feel like that's still mm-hmm. the same with even projects now. Like, I'll go on set now and be like, what am I doing? Like, I still don't know. <laughs> so funny. But I think it is also just, like, experience and just getting yourself out there. But extra work is fairly easy to get, like, I, I in my personal opinion, especially if you're just, like, starting to want to get stuff on your resume, starting to see – you know, like what, what kind of projects you may want to work on. I think it's nice to also just get experience so that you can just, you know, observe and like take in what's going on on set just so that one day, if you do play the main character, or if you are like having a speaking role, you'll understand and you're just more professional in that sense, you know? So really enjoyed that a lot. I think you and I have both had our fair share of being on set and just enjoying that whole moment. I think now I want to kind of talk about just kind of staying motivated while breaking into the industry. This is a tough industry to get in. And even if you're in theater, music, theater like what or hello that's the same thing theater musical theater (laughs) film tv like all that kind of stuff you know it's just it can get emotionally really tough so how was your kind of confidence journey throughout this and how did you gain more confidence because you did say that you know you didn't necessarily start out in the best you know probably mental state like during this whole thing and especially if you're going in for roles you're being in such a vulnerable state putting yourself in front of casting directors how was it for you give us kind of you know some stories whatever (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely been a roller coaster. I will say that. Um, I do this thing where I'll get super motivated and confident. I'm just like booking work and being really productive. And then I'll go through phases where I'm just like, this is so hard. Like, I just need like a break. So I think just like trying to find a balance of not being like overly motivated to where you burn Mm -hmm. yourself out, but also not being like lazy to where you're not doing anything for yourself. Because if you're, like I said, if you're not actively doing something every day, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, For me, when I first started, I had no clue what I was doing. I kind of was just thrown into an audition room with an agent and just supposed to go. I remember I had like my monologue on a piece of paper. Didn't even memorize it. (laughs) Didn't even memorize it. That's so funny. <laughs> my headshot was like my school picture, like my full body where I'm just like standing. You did not. You no, did really, not. it was. And I printed it out on my printer. So it wasn't even like oh good. God. I walk in and I'm like, do I just start reading? And the casting, <laughs> like the agent was just like, go ahead. And oh, then they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, next time, maybe just have it memorized. And it was just, yeah, it was a rough start. But once I started taking classes, my acting teachers have all been really great. And I've learned so much from them, especially about confidence, you know, and also when you're just being put in front of other people and just supposed yeah. to act, you obviously get used to it a little bit more, which is why classes are so beneficial. Um mm-hmm. 
I think honestly improv classes helped me the most because I used to hate improv. I used to hate getting up in front of people and just thinking off the top of your head. But once I started taking a class and started having more fun with it um, and got better at it and used to it, it definitely was more, it gave me more confidence because, you know, you're just thinking off the top of your head, like in front of everybody, like very last minute. And it's also very helpful because sometimes you're supposed to improv like at the end of scenes, like if they're filming. So it's definitely like a beneficial thing to practice. But yeah, I would say improv was the main reason why my confidence got better. And also just going on set and working and like doing your job is obviously like reassuring that you're doing something right. So that was also pretty helpful. Right. No, I so agree. I am a dancer as well. So when I dance, it's like everyone hates improv. Everyone's like, please, no, no improv. But same thing for acting. I feel like I haven't done much acting improv, but I feel like because of the dance skills that I have, I kind of already know to just kind of relax and then just go into improv. And I think I feel like that is just such a confidence booster because once you can handle that, it's like, okay, I can already handle what's on script, you know? So, but also I think us having YouTube channels has helped so much. Just like being in front of the camera, what, 24 seven, just like recording yourself, saying stuff, saying some kind of script for something. Like I know you even do videos on like, oh, how I got like a Netflix like audition or like something like that, you know? So like, that's still so, that's so important to be able to know how to speak in front of a camera. And I feel like honestly, my biggest tip, even if you want to go into acting and just not YouTube, whatsoever pick up a camera and like do something in front of it on your own because like I feel like that is the easiest way that you have control over to just you know get comfortable with the camera see how you interact with the camera know how to not overact because you are right beside it that whole thing you know so I think that that was a big help for me what about you did your YouTube channel help at all (laughs) yeah I think honestly YouTube can help in so many ways because it's a social media platform and if you're growing on there you're growing your brand and yourself and more people are going to know who you are and it's just like a great networking tool yeah yeah because that's how I met you that's how we're Mm -hmm. here filming this podcast but yeah honestly I feel like any actor they're gonna like being in front of a camera because it's acting it's definitely helped me more comfortable just speaking just Mm -hmm. Agreed. yeah I literally (laughs) agree I was doing a family casting thing today that's why Corey and I were supposed to like uh what's it called record this way earlier but I was like Corey I'm busy I'm recording this family (laughs) casting with like my mom and my dad and my sister dude it was literally so tragic it took so long and I realized I was like wow like speaking in front of a camera really is like a talent like I did not realize because I've been doing it for so long that it just kind of it's easy for me to do self-tapes it's easy for me to just kind of talk and like say my name and all that kind of stuff you know but for them oh my gosh and then (laughs) after that I read the actual casting and it said no editing and I almost wanted to cry because we had like filmed so many like takes you know because I was like okay I can chop all of these together whatever like make it really cute and they were like no like we just want like five minutes and I was like five minutes is a long time I was like oh my god this is gonna suck but we pulled it together and we actually like we finished way earlier than I thought I was I, girl I literally thought I was gonna call you at like 7 p.m eastern standard oh, time no. like I was like oh no I was like this is going to take so freaking long but anyways lo and behold we are here but just to show you that like it really does just take practicing in front of the camera like to get used to it and then after that it's kind of simple from there in my opinion like now it's just about like building your craft building your you know like your skills and all that kind of stuff but yes camera like talking is 
I feel like the hardest barrier to get past. I've definitely had the same experience with my family because, okay, so I did something called Graduate Together, which was for LeBron I think I saw that. That was for like a while ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was something I had to film like with my parents. And (laughs) like, I always thought of my my dad as like a really confident person who was always really well-spoken. But once he was put in front of the camera, he was like sweating. He was nervous. He was stuttering. I was like, what is going on? And my mom didn't want to say anything. I was like, come on, guys. You just got to talk. <laughs> but I, it was definitely like a wake up call to realize like there's people who aren't as good at public speaking to people who are. Because I've always just, I love doing class presentations for some reason. And people always thought that was so weird. But I loved going up in front of people and just talking. So yeah, it was definitely a wake up call to realize that not everybody likes that. I always thought that was just normal. But it's definitely something you got to learn. Literally agreed. Okay, so I'm going to branch onto something else as well because we did touch on it a little bit um, with YouTube and it being like a social media platform as well as a networking tool. It is so important for you to have a good looking Instagram and YouTube. Not saying that you have to have a million followers, but saying that you have to be professional. Like talk about the importance of that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a lot to learn and I think I'm learning from you, especially you're so good. She is so good at social media. I think social media can just be like really beneficial, especially if you want to be an actor because casting directors can look you up, obviously. They always do. They always do. That's the thing. Yeah. So you definitely want to make sure that like what you're putting out there is how you want others to see you, um, Mm -hmm. which I think is really important. But even if you just like have an Instagram account, just making sure you're posting on there and just being active, I think can really help. But yeah. It's so weird because I feel like social media these days is literally a part of the job. And I think we have such an advantage because of our YouTube. Like it also is just a resume like builder. Like I am so like 99.9% sure that my YouTube channel was what got me my first agent. So like, it's just so weird. Cause now that I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah. Like I would also want to hire me. Like once I looked at my videos, like showing that like, oh, I've done shows that were actually professional because I went to performing arts high school. But whenever people think like, oh, high school productions, they're like, okay, like that was in high school you know but my productions were like huge and like large scale and like they were actually like good you know so that's why it's like different now when they look on a resume and then they see the youtube video that like follows it they're like oh like this makes so much sense like she's already been professionally working for years like these were professional productions as opposed to just being like oh i was the lead in like shrek and then being like okay but what did that look like you know because there there are many different kinds of high school productions guys um they just talk about it so much like even just having an Instagram profile that has like a professional looking profile picture or something that shows your personality in your bio showing where you're located or where's your you know nearest large city that you're located next to for castings and just all that kind of stuff it's just really important also to just like present yourself in a professional way because they're they're always saying like don't just have like crazy like insane like pictures of like you just like I don't know like crying or something like just like showing too much like sharing too much like being completely just like not someone that people would want to work with like don't be catting on social media that stuff will lead right back to you you know like it will literally trace right back to you finstas don't even do it someone will pull it up and ruin your career i'm not even kidding i've never owned a finsta in my life and even if i did i would literally have like 20 people on there not even just because it would just be funny stuff on top of that it just would not be drama 
but I feel like that has screwed up so many people for so many things. Like just like finding something on social media, being like, okay, I don't want to work with this person anymore, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's just important. Again, you don't have to have a million followers to have, you know, to get a role, but it is really nice to like go on someone's social media and be like, oh, this is the kind of person that they are. Oh, like they're motivating, they're inspirational. Of course I'd want to work with this person, you know? So I think Corey does a really good job of doing that as well. Thank you. So Thank you. There you go. But yes, I did want to touch on that because I feel like people can just completely overshoot that all the time be like oh yeah it's just social media but they look you up guys like they will look you up and you don't even know it so there we go (laughs) so now that we are in covid times and things are starting to get back to picking up i want to ask you what does a week in your life typically look like yeah so every day i always try to go on to casting websites and seeing if I fit any role in applying myself to it because right now I'm not with an agent. I recently kind of just terminated the contract. Me too. Wait, mm -hmm. that's so funny. I just dropped mine too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so on Saturdays, my acting school actually started opening up again. So every Saturday I wake up really early, get myself put together for once in the week because I'm actually going out somewhere and just auditioning and waiting for to hear if I got a call back but yeah I definitely just hustle a lot at home trying to apply mm-hmm. myself and sending in self-tapes when they're asked for um, but also doing schoolwork is another thing that I have to balance mm-hmm. in so I always try to do my schoolwork first and then apply myself because I need to prioritize even though that's not what I would usually prefer to do I prefer to <laughs> right. just stick to acting but Um, I feel like more accomplished once I get my schoolwork done because then I just have the rest of the day to do what I want to do, which is usually acting. So, yeah. And I'm also trying to find like a job because unemployment is so fun. That's so funny. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Especially as an actor, I think it's really helpful to have like a side job at least, which is why I'm thankful for YouTube because I finally got monetized a few months yes, ago ma'am. look at you Woo-hoo. go <laughs> I know so I've been doing that but I definitely want to just get like maybe a part-time job to get some more money so I can save up because right now I'm saving up to move to Los Angeles in the near future so ma'am, I know that's so exciting it we is really exciting same time, I think so yeah we will cross paths I literally was just there like past week and I was like I, I was like I forgot Corey was like right there <laughs> Yeah, I, no, yes. we should have met up. I would have loved I that. know. But... We literally can find coffee or something. That's so funny. So for submitting into roles and doing all that kind of stuff, it's really important to have a good headshot, resume, reel, whatever, all that kind of stuff. But I think right now everyone's like, how do I start really like building good material and like putting a reel together in order for you to submit for like castings? So what do you think? How did you get your first reel? What did you kind of do for stuff? Yeah, I mean, on my YouTube channel, I always suggest people to have a reel because it's more preferred to have a reel. Like, if you're up for a role and someone who has a reel compared to someone who doesn't, the person who does have one is more likely to get called in, in my opinion, because the casting director can already see, like, your acting work and how credible you are. Um, Honestly, when I first started, I was told to just use, like, clips from theater performances that I had recorded, but obviously... Yeah, I don't think that that's, like, normal or right. I don't really know too much on that. Um, But once I started booking work, I just, like, compiled the clips that I was doing and put them together because I started off doing lots of short films. That's kind of what I was booking at first. Um, So just compiling those. But on 
so if you use like backstage if you really don't have a reel I always just suggest like having yourself like a recorded monologue to at least put up on there so that they can see but what are your opinions on it yeah I was literally about to say the same thing like for me I feel like I still don't I have a dance reel and I have a performance reel so that's more like musical theater live theater type things but I still even till this day get considered for so many film and tv things just because I have that like knowing that I've worked professionally so I think like if you really don't have a lick on your resume like nothing whatsoever look up a monologue like not something like look up a film and tv monologue that's like script that's copy that you can read that's for one person or you can do a scene that's fine you can do whatever but get yourself behind like a clear or clear background yep you're just gonna have a like a clear clear background background. (laughs) yeah okay anyways a solid color background blue black like green anything well not well you can do green you can do green any just solid dark color background that you will stand out on and just like dress nicely and just record whatever monologue or script thing that you find and then like once that's professionally recorded you can also just record that on your phone like your phone can like just has so many capabilities you can so record it on your phone then you can just export it edit like the front of it off edit the end of it off and you should be good like I think that that's like professional what do you think yeah no yeah I agree I also would suggest like if you can to have a comedic and dramatic monologue because those yeah. are kind of like the two big different contrasting yeah yeah and so if you have like both of those say if you're going in for like a tv show that's more dramatic you have that at least and if you're going in for a comedic role then there's that to look at so just being mm-hmm. like prepared and I think well-rounded with your profile is really helpful especially if you don't have lots of previous work on there Yeah, agreed. I mean, like, that's the thing. I hate when they're like, oh my gosh, like you need a reel. And I'm like, if you haven't worked for anything, how, how are you supposed to grab one? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, and then everyone's like, no, you need a reel. I'm like, okay, the only way you can possibly get that is by just, you know, finding something that works for you. Make sure that it's age appropriate. Let me like go ahead and say that because I feel like there were some 13 year olds doing stuff about like, you know, people getting married and like all that stuff and like getting a divorce. I'm like, no, like we've got to find something age appropriate that fits your look, fits your, you know, just everything. Um, and then, yeah, just like really perfecting it. Also get like help from someone, like see if it like looks good, you know, cause like even the average person can be like, okay, maybe critique this a little bit, you know, just get kind of like an outside like perspective and then just keep working on it and like really develop it because once you only need like two really good things in your book and then like you can start booking work with that you know I I think finding your typecast is definitely really helpful when you're trying to find a monologue and can help you choose because I've had lots of people tell me that I give off like the girl next door kind of vibes Mm -hmm. or like stuff like that so like finding a monologue that is similar to that I think will be more helpful and help you like portray the monologue better because it fits you better so I think definitely figuring that out first can be really helpful some people like really as of recently have been asking me like how do I typecast myself and I'm like how am I supposed to tell you like how what do you think like I don't know I feel like you just kind of what do you think I don't know I don't know see it's really hard because I wouldn't consider myself like the girl next door kind of vibes but I guess Mm -hmm. maybe just like energy I give off or something but I feel like it's kind of hard to like typecast yourself because you might want to be this sort of cast so you're gonna be like oh well I fit this when you actually like Mm -hmm. might fit something else more so I think getting other people's opinions can be helpful especially like professionals in the industry like Mm -hmm. that's why I've had teachers and like even some agents tell me like what I give off because for agents it's definitely helpful to like talk to them about 
you know, what roles you're getting submitted for, like what roles you fit, because they're Mm -hmm. the ones in charge of submitting you for things. So obviously it's good to know like what you're going in for. So exactly. Yeah. I think also when you like have an agent, they always want to make sure that they, you know, cause sometimes if you look like everyone else that they already have, they might not sign you on. So you just really have to also do your research with just agents as well. This is like a whole other tangent, but just seeing what they hire, seeing who they kind of cast things for. Cause if they're more of like a kid boutique agency, it's like, why, if you're like an adult, like going in for like, you know, general hospital type roles, like why would you go to like something, you know, like a kid talent place. So it's really important to just be like, what do I look like? What, like, what could I be like lawyer vibe, like whatever. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Same thing with like headshots, like how so commercial and theatrical, like headshot, I still get those confused. Like Mm -hmm. what you explain that to me, explain that to everyone else. So when I first got like my real professional headshots, after I moved on from my school picture printed out (laughs) headshots, I got my first real ones when I signed with my first agency. And they were so helpful with like, what I should bring, what I should do like with my makeup, how I should be posing, what headshots to get. Basically, a commercial headshot is usually just where you're smiling and you're in bright clothes, bright background. And obviously, like in the name, this is usually when you get submitted for commercials or maybe sometimes like comedic roles. And there's like different poses you can do. Like some people bring in glasses if they give off (laughs) like the nerd vibe. Um, But then a theatrical headshot, some people get those confused with like theater, but theatrical Mm -hmm. just kind of means like dramatic headshots. So it's usually just like you like staring into the camera, (laughs) like thinking of something in your head and like. Um, it's definitely more like dramatic and it's usually like darker clothes, darker background. And that's what gets submitted for like TV pilots, movies, just like Mm -hmm. anything that isn't like a comedic happy role is basically what that goes into. Um, and it's usually always recommended to get those two types of headshots because obviously like if you're submitting yourself and there's like a commercial, you're not going to want to like send in like your dramatic like (laughs) headshot to that, um, (laughs) Because they're two completely different looks. Like me, when I'm like not smiling compared to like my smile is like right. a whole different person, whole different energy. So that, yeah, that is very important. So how do you go about getting headshots? What do you think someone should do if they are just like, okay, do you think they should take it on their own the first time or invest the money? What do you think? Yeah, I guess it's different for every person. Usually once you get an agent, you need to get updated headshots Mm -hmm. um so you know if like money is tight and if you're really just starting out I don't think you really need like professional headshots if you're just going to be applying yourself to like smaller roles in your area or Mm -hmm. just like smaller projects I think like if you have a camera or you know somebody who has a camera like a family friend or a friend or even just like a good iPhone camera quality I think you can take the pictures yourself I've definitely seen like YouTube videos on like how to take your own headshots at home, especially mm-hmm. if you're budgeting or starting out, or if you don't even know if acting is something you really want to do. I think right. it's like important to budget your money. So I totally believe in taking your own headshots at home. I think that you can make I it work. So too. You just have to know like what you're actually supposed to do and like what's right because you don't want to be sending in like a bad headshot. So yes, that's I feel like that could literally make or break you. Like imagine auditioning for something 
and then like not getting a role just because they didn't have a good picture of you in your brain or like in their brain like not knowing what you know you look like because the headshot was bad or the lighting was bad or you oversaturated yeah. it while editing like just make sure that the picture looks good again like as we mentioned earlier you can research all of this stuff on mm -hmm. youtube on wiki how like on random ass places on the internet like you will find an answer you know so i think a lot of it like with anything else like even if you just want to start a youtube channel or like whatever you want to do it really is a lot of self-research and you putting in the time and effort so that you can see results because otherwise if you're just like expecting everyone to give you the answer you're like literally never gonna find it like we can tell you how to film a reel we can tell you how to get headshots at home but if you don't ever take the action to do it like it's never gonna be a thing so yeah. i guess that's the main thing of this whole you know episode but Yes, the last part of this episode is going to be what is your top adulting tip for the listeners? Oh my gosh. Okay, so on my YouTube channel, I've always gotten lots of comments on like, oh, I want to be an actor, but I can't because of the way I look, which I completely don't believe That's in at great. all. Exactly. I know. I think everybody think brings something, you know, special to the table because nobody is exactly the same. Everybody has something different and unique about them. And I think just realizing that, you know, you are unique um, and you're being called into like a job for a reason, I think is really helpful with, you know, being confident and just being in the industry because you have to be confident and believe in yourself because you're basically marketing yourself. So you have to. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think just knowing that everybody's unique and you are special in your own ways is oh, what's we love definitely it. helped me the most. We love it. That's the cheesiness, but we love it so much. No, it is so true. You have to understand your worth and value. Otherwise, no one will see that either. Like you have to know that you're going into the room because you got called there or they're asking you to be there. So why would you feel, you know, like any less than what you are, you know, like you don't have to look at your neighbor and be like, oh, like they're going to get it over me. Like there is a reason why you're there and you never know what way casting is going to go. They think about everything in their heads. Like there's no use to also just like sitting there thinking about what they're thinking. It's just like just get over it move on to the next one like you will get a job at some time but you just got to keep going and not fester on that one because the reason why you didn't get casted is 99.9% usually not you it's because you just weren't like it's because someone else was just right for the role more than you like, I feel like everyone's like oh I suck <laughs> I'm like, yeah yeah and I don't know I don't get it but I think that's a really important thing to remember so yeah go ahead and shout out your Instagram your channel I will also have it linked down below so you guys don't have to work hard but letting her shout it out anyways <laughs> okay so my instagram is just Corey Estrella with two a's because somebody has Corey Estrella I don't even know so I, annoying. I know right <laughs> and my youtube channel is hi I'm Corey so yeah Yay. Awesome. That will all be linked down below again so you don't have to work hard. And that was it. Thank you so much, Corey, for coming on. This was such a fun episode. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. My first time being on a podcast. So. Oh my gosh. There are so many people that have had their like first like podcast like, with me. So I'm like, oh, I feel so honored. So that's amazing.